I think the settings are all good now. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Unbridled Podcast with your host, Nicholas Kelly. So I decided to start this podcast because I have been wanting to do something like this for quite some time now. And playing with the idea in my head, I was like, you know what, where do I fit into the mold of the podcasting and the you know, various types of entertainment that you can get from it. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, I've never seen a podcast of someone that is my age, I am 21 years old, living in Southern California, come out and talk about, you know, a lot of social issues, maybe some, you know, life perspective, and just, I feel like it would be a lot of fun. And, you know, worst case scenario, I make something that I love, and I think a lot of people would. Um, but, you know, when it comes to podcasting, um, I do have big plans for it because I love talking. I cannot shut up a lot of the time. It's uh, I go on tangents, rants, everything like that. And that's something I'm kind of working on when it just, you know, comes down to normal conversation. But I do think that I can offer a lot of interesting perspectives to people on the way that I go about life, the way that a young adult my age and my generation kind of views the events going on with uh no, you know, not only social media, but also kind of politics and stuff like that. So this will be the very first episode in my podcast. And I plan on having uh, my friends and various different guests on to kind of talk about their perspectives as well. Um, I think that, you know, something that I have to offer is just something interesting, you know, like a stimulating conversation to have. And as you watch different podcasts, and you really think about it, it's like, well, why is this person a successful podcaster? What makes this person fit into the mold of like what dictates a successful entertainer? And you watch people like Joe Rogan, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, maybe even Tim Pool to a degree, where it's like they have solidified opinions that they stand by and their life experiences have led them to, you know, think about things in the way that they do. And I think that as mundane as it sounds, like I think that I, you know, can offer some stuff like that. So I just wanted to welcome you to the first of many podcasts that I will be recording. As time goes on, I will be upgrading my equipment um, and, you know, adding video, different levels of, you know, I've got, I've got a big, I've got big plans for this. Um, I hope that you'll be able to see that as time goes on that this is not just something that I am doing strictly because I think that I can offer better content than other people. I want to enjoy it as much as you do. Um, I don't think I would want to make a product or a po podcast entertainment that I myself wouldn't want to watch or listen to. So with that in mind, I just wanted to open this up and say, my name is Nicholas Kelly. I'm a 21-year-old young adult, and I have very big dreams for my future. And I think that this is going to be one of those steps. I want to be a successful podcaster because I think that having an opinion online is something that a lot of people don't really look at these days. And they, they, they don't really consider that somebody talking online can change someone's life for the better. And I, that's something that I want to do. I want to help change people's lives. And I think that just by talking to people, you can really start there. Um, it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to just be, you know, giving someone something physical. It can be changing someone's mindset or offering a different opinion that'll make them think. I want to make people think about things. I don't want people to just, you know, accept what I have to say as complete fact. I think that 
going out and figuring out the truth on your own is something that I love doing. And I want people to understand that this is not some kind of blueprint for, I don't know, success or how people should go about their young lives. Or even if you're older, like in your you know 40s, 50s, 60s, I just think that maybe listening to the perspective of a young man that kind of, you know, is pretty good at communicating his feelings and communicating just in general will offer a new perspective that you really can't find anywhere else. So that's where I think that I fit into the mold. I can, I can talk to people. I can relate my experiences to every, everybody else. And so, sorry, I got to drink a little bit of water. got to wet my whistle because I'm going to be doing a lot of talking now. Um, so I kind of view talking as a talent, right? Um, a lot of people were really good at sports, football, baseball, swimming. I was a swimmer back in high school. wasn't the best, but you know it was it was, a, it was what I was good at. And I think that it's kind of undervalued these days. If you're able to talk to people and get them to open up to you about stuff that's going on with them, you can really get a better understanding of how you can help that person. And I think that true altruism does exist. Um, and I hope to be the proof of that. I really do want to help people. And I mean, if this podcast does so much as entertain you, I think that that is enough for me to feel like I, you know, I helped you. I, I helped someone today. And it starts with this first podcast, just opening up, kind of explaining some of the things that I think. And I I will go on more to talk about certain issues. If if you want to send me a message, you can go to my Instagram at nick.c.kelly. And you could submit something that you might want to talk to me about or, you know, that you want me to talk about on stream. I'm going to have a few friends on here every once in a while just to talk. But this is, remember, this is the start of something new. This is the toddler stage, the walking stage of my podcasting and entertainment career. And I can't, you know, be thankful enough for the people that allowed me to get started here, such as my Twitch followers who are all very supportive of me. And I think that that just further proves that there are people out there that are looking to help. and. In a world where there's a lot of things to be upset about and be frustrated about, I think that, you know, looking towards the brighter side of things and what may come of the suffering is going to be something that can help you get through your day, man. I mean, it's like a lot of people these days are down and out and they feel like there's no there's no way to pull themselves out of some kind of rut. And remember that these are unprecedented times. Like nobody would have if somebody were to tell me that, you know, the effects of COVID, like what what would have happened during the course of COVID, if they were to tell me that like 2 or 3 years ago, I would have said no way. <laughs> no way like the world would be locked down and things would be the way that they are today. But I mean the truth of the matter is that's that's what's going on. And, you know, it's it sucks, I will admit, but that doesn't mean that nothing good will come of this. Um, and I know that that kind of sounds like, wow, like, you know, people are dying. How can you say that, you know, good things will come of this? I think that a lot of people are going to start holding their family closer. I think good relationships are going to stem from this because it really shows it's like who was there for me in my time of need, which is something that I like to think about when I'm going through it. Right? It's like, who will, who who would support me and make, you know, want the best for me? And I want the best for people because I want to live in a world where everybody cares for each other. I, I, I truly think that that is possible. I do not think that world peace is feasible just because in order for there to be world peace, I think that there would have to be no conflict and everybody would have to be the exact same, which I think is not, is not you know, realistic because everybody's always going to have their own conf- like conflicting opinions with each other. But what I do think is that people can be a lot more respectful of each other's opinions. 
And these days, it's like you're, you're radical. It's, I mean, not not you, but a lot of people are radical in their beliefs to the point where they are so encapsulated and they don't want to be wrong. Their pride is taken over their body where and mind where if you present a point to them that they can't refute, they'll just completely dismiss it and say that you're being you know, irrational or you're being considerate when in reality, if just thinking for yourself, it, it's something that I think is a great skill to have. And, you know, like I said, these days, it's not very common. And I, I forget who said it, but someone said, like, common sense isn't that common. And I think that's, a, I honestly think that's a shame, because if more people were to think of their own opinions, like, there would be a lot less kind of cultish attitudes in the form of like politics. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not a very political person. I, I think that on both sides, um, the extremist kind of conservative and the extremist kind of liberal ideals are highly dangerous. Like it's dangerous and toxic, right? If, and if you, if you surround yourself with media that only bolsters your ignorance by making the other side look evil all the time, which is a media tactic that they use, like the worse they can make the opposing side look, then the better their side looks without even, you know, having to present evidence, right? You want to be the good guy. People always want to be the good guy in situations because if you're the bad guy, then you're going to have to reconsider and think that you're like, that would make you wrong. And people don't like admitting that they're wrong these days, which sucks. And I think that a good trait for people is being able to admit their wrongdoings or admit that, hey, you know what? I may not be right, but let me find this. Let me find my way of being right in this because you know, you believe in something, maybe you're liberal, maybe you're conservative, and, and you have an ideal that you really do, you know, you really do, you would die on a hill for. But the thing is, like, until you see somebody that is going through, let, let's say that in, uh, in the case of politics here, it's like, let's say that you're against, um, I don't know, like immigration policy, and and you think that you know we should not have any immigrants come in from Mexico or something? I'm in California, so that's a that's kind of like a a uh, topic that is often discussed. But like you can think that, but then until you see that child that has you know been separated from their parents, like it, in in it's heartbreaking to see. Then it makes you reconsider, at least for a lot of people, right? And I think that the ignorant person would sit there and be like, oh, like you know they brought that upon themselves; they deserve that, but. I think that the ability to take a step back from your beliefs and not let it shroud you and, and consume what you are, who you are as a person and just going, okay, wait, I'm, I believe this. Let me take a step back and do an inventory check or some kind of audit to see if, you know, that is how I should continue believing. Because you got to remember with like a lot of things that are going on in life, if you are not adapting and if you are not, you know, getting ready for like the times that are uh, like ahead of us, you're going to be left behind. Um, and when it comes to politics and stuff like that, of course, it's a lot more of a complicated subject and I'm not trying to generalize the importance of, you know, progression. And I hope that it's not making it seem like I am like a liberal or a conservative th the way that I talked. I, I am, I am as centrist as can be really. I think that being centrist and being able to, you know, consider both sides right? I have some conservative ideals, I have some liberal ideals, but that doesn't mean that, you know, to, to, to liberals, I might seem a lot more conservative. Um, but to conservatives, I might seem liberal. And and vice versa, maybe maybe the conservatives think I am conservative, or the liberals think that I'm very liberal. But in reality, I don't like labeling myself with one of those things, because like, I don't like being held to some kind of expectation like that. Um, because I, 
I think that a dangerous thing is that a lot of politics, it's like betrayal. People think that you're betraying them if you don't believe everything that they do. It's like a hive mind, right? And that's that's one of the problems with politics, man. I, I, just, don't, I just don't like that kind of expectation that people have where it's like if you put up a conflicting opinion or you do something that is not of the same, you know, path that everybody else is on, you look, you become like an outcast. It's very cannibalistic in nature, politics these days. If you don't go with the flow, you are going to be washed away. And I think that's tragic. And I am, a, like I said, I'm a young 21-year-old, like, open-minded individual, I would say. I don't, I don't like stroking my ego. Um, I think that a lot of people that call themselves smart or you know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm way more rational than everybody else. I, I just find that very pretentious. I think that everybody is kind of on the same playing field. I think, you know, there's, there's not one person that is really, you know, better than anybody else. And, and the example that I use for that is, and, and I know that it's kind of going all over the place right now, but it's going to make sense. It's like people, people put their value on multiple different things, right? Um, to, Imagine that there's a guy that has been studying computer programming his entire life and he does, you know, he works his ass off. He he goes to school, you know, gets into a, a very critically acclaimed university and he he graduates top of his class, maybe magna cum laude, and then he goes and works in as a computer programmer for let's say like Google or something, right? Then let's say that there's somebody that, you know, is maybe artistic or they like don't value those computer type professions, they like talking to people, they like meeting new people, social kind of interaction value. If you were to take that, you know, social interaction type guy, maybe the outlier in this situation, like, and put him into a situation where he had to do computer programming, of course, he would look really stupid, because he didn't, he never cared about that type of stuff. And but but vice versa, if you were to get that computer programmer guy, put him into the social situation, maybe he wouldn't be as effective as the dude that has been around it his entire life because they never valued those things. And I think that it sucks that people expect others to value the same things as they do. Um, when, when you kind of have that expectation that everybody should be like you, you, you start to create this world in your mind that is set up for disappointment when you find out that not everybody thinks like you. And I think that the way that you can combat that is just already having the expectation that nobody thinks like you. And you shouldn't, in my opinion, want people to be exactly like you, because what kind of boring world would you want to live in where everybody thinks the exact same? It'd be so just so repetitive, the same thing over and over again. And what kind of I find I find conflict, a lot of conflict to be very entertaining. Right. But I think that necessary conflict not not unnecessary conflict, which is why, like, I with when it comes to drama and stuff, I, I I don't I am not a very dramatic person. If people are trying, people try to involve me in drama all the time, and I just don't have time really for that type of stuff in my life. It, and it kind of shows me that the people that really do indulge themselves in drama have just nothing better to do a lot of the time, and it's it's kind of sad because I know that. There are a lot of people that are struggling with very, very important, you know, issues to have, like, for example, finances, living, eating, anything like that, right? Like third world countries, maybe, you know, getting hunted by animals, like literal stuff like that. And then there are people over here. And I'm a big psychology buff. You think about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like here we have been too comfortable. I think that in the Western society, we have grown so spoiled with what we have and the, you know, the opportunities 
and the comfortability that we currently live in that like for someone to care about drama like it's life or death they have to be in such an optimized position where it's like they literally have nothing else to worry about and it's a i think it's a good thing though i think it's a good thing because it does show that like hey you don't have to worry about life or like actual life or death situations a lot of the time i'm not saying this is for everybody this is of course a hypothetical situation but um the comfortability comes with a cost and it's that since everything seems like life or death in their situation of drama then it really does feel like it too and you get like that's how anxiety comes apart that's how you know um people kind of have a self-destructive behavior with themselves because they have nothing crazy to actually worry about um i am blessed to have my my things that i worry about are you know childish compared to somebody that is struggling deeply with multiple issues um but what i think sets me apart kind of is just you know i recognize that i'm blessed i am privileged to have the situation that i currently am in i've never had to worry about you know food and water and shelter and you know how i'm gonna survive the next month or anything like that my, my problems are you know, like paying bills, figuring out what I want to do that Friday or, you know, doing my homework on time. And when you really look at it from that perspective, it's just like, man, like I, life is just, I'm, I, I complain about things that anybody that's in one of the situations I mentioned before, they would, they would die to have those be the primary issues in their life. And it's just, it's, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I can be in this room right now and talk about just whatever and, you know, not have to be cold and, you know, in pain, just sitting there and not being able to see a way out. And the truth of the matter is, I there's a quote that I kind of live by, and I'm a very quote-centered person. I think that there are a lot of great quotes that, and, and things that you can learn about life. And you watch people that are successful and you kind of pick up on the stuff that they're trying to tell you because i think that the truth of the truth of the matter is when it comes to success it's not something really that happens overnight and i don't think that anybody is successful by accident yeah there are people that become viral or they they blow up because they you know just were in the right place at the right time but like when it comes to entertainment when it comes to things like that it's like if they never put themselves out there in the first place then they wouldn't have had that opportunity and they would have never been given that platform. I kind of use it. I, I use this example. It's like, imagine some guy, let's say 20, 20, mid twenties, you know, lives in an apartment and not to slam on apartments. For, this is just for the sake of the hypothetical. It's like lives in an apartment, maybe feeling depressed, just wakes up every day at two o'clock, just never sees any, you know, optimism. So he has like a, like a business degree or something, right? And he doesn't have a job. He's crumbling financially. And then he goes, you know what? I'm tired of this. I, I need a job. I'm going to go work at a restaurant. So let's say he's working at the restaurant. And he gets promoted to server. And, you know, he's talking to people. He's being very successful, working in his job, working harder than anybody else. And people know. And like, let's say he goes and serves a table. And there's a businessman there. And he says, oh, hey, like, how long have you been working here? And I was like, oh, I've been working here for a while. It's like, oh, you know, you'd be great in sales. I actually run like a marketing agency, whatever. Here's my card. And then let's say the guy calls. He says, hey, you gave me this opportunity. Like, what's the deal with that? 
can I come work for you? And the guy goes, yes, of course. That's why I gave you the card. So then let's say he goes on to work for the marketing agency. Now he's making a, like a very decent living. But do you attribute that to luck? Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of lucky that there was a businessman there that just so happened to want to hire him. And remember that this is, just, this is a hypothetical. I hope I don't get slammed for that. But um, even if I do, it's fine. <laughs> but the guy put himself out there. He would not have been given that opportunity to make the life that he wanted unless he had put himself had put himself out there in the first place. And so that's how, kind of how I thought about like podcasting and how I thought of, think about going throughout my life. It's like, if I don't take that first step, and if I don't put myself out there, I would have never known what I could have accomplished or what I could have, you know, ended up being. And it's I think a lot of people are consumed by the fear of failure to the point where they are not going to put themselves out there just because they think that if they fail, then they're going to be in a worse situation than they are. But I think it all boils down to mentality. If you look at failure as something that is beneficial to you in the end, then, I mean, you can't really fail. Like at the end of the day, like I said, at this podcast, like this is a great opportunity for me that I like that I kind of, I created for myself. Um, but like at the end of the day, I'm making something that I love. And I think that that's what really matters. And so even if I fail, I mean, I don't think that there is a way for me to fail right now because, you know, as long as I'm doing what I love, like I said, you can't really fail. Um, even if it doesn't, let's say that failure, someone views it as like, oh, like makes it big, becomes a big podcast. I think that, you know, even if that doesn't become the truth, like if, if I, if it doesn't blow up as a big podcast, I mean, <laughs> at worst case scenario, it's like, I want people to like, if someone were to ask me, it's like, well, what, what did you do when you were 21? Oh, I started a podcast. I wrote a book. I'm actually writing a book right now, which I'll talk about in later in a later podcast. Um, it's gonna be a great book. I have very good, uh, you know, I have very high enthusiasm and optimism about this. I'm around 100 pages in. But it's like, oh, I started a podcast. You know, I, uh, and I studied psychology in college. Um, I, you know, had a bunch of great relationships. I've been friends with my my buddies for over eight years now. And there's nothing that you know, I, I want more than to just live the life that I am living right now. And yeah, I've had like a lot of hard times. Like, I hope that's not something that um, makes it seem like I, I've never struggled before because I've had I have had some very hard times. But there's, you know, there's a quote that goes something along the lines of like, in order for a tree's branches to reach the heavens, its roots must extend to hell. And I think that a lot of the people that are f like fear failure, um, this, this is kind of generalized. And I, I hope that people can understand that. I'm not speaking for everybody here, but it's like a lot of the people that are afraid of failing have just, you know, not been, not had that time where they're beaten down or they have not pulled themselves from a legitimate rock bottom before. And I've had to pull myself from a rock bottom, rock bottom a few times, of course, not to the degree that a lot of other people have, which is something that I recognize, but it's like relatively in my situation that I've been, you know, blessed with my rock bottom is not as low as some others, but there are there were times when I was going through depression and anxiety, which are is a terrible cocktail to have. But it's like, I thought that there was no way that things could get worse. I thought, you know, this is the worst thing ever. I would look at myself in the mirror and just, you know, I would start to get emotional. I'm like, what happened to that guy? What happened to me? I, th I thought that I was going to be, you know, like that, that I was becoming someone great. And then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hits. 
and this this isn't this is just one of the in- instances i have i have a very you know different kind of upbringing than a lot of other people but it's like the most recent one was kind of covid i was starting to take pride in like the way that i was well not like pride but i was starting to kind of enjoy like how how my situation was getting worse and worse and i started to think it's like oh like maybe Maybe if I get really, if the situation gets really bad, people will start to care about me. And I felt lonely. It's a lot of it stemmed from loneliness, right? And I, you know, I, I snapped out of it after I started having those realizations. And I went, man, like, why am I taking so much pride in this? This is, this is such a horrible thing. Um, and I, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? And at a 20, as a 21 year old, you know, that has had to go through things like this multiple times, it really does build your confidence to a degree where I feel kind of unstoppable sometimes where I just know that I'm on a path that I am going to pave for myself, right? And I don't want to, you know, bite off more than I can chew. And for the most part, because I think that having realistic expectations for yourself is very important when you're growing as a person, especially for someone my age. But at the same time, it's like, I know what I'm capable of because I have proven to myself that I really am the man that I, that I believe that I am, right? So when people try to tell me, it's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. You're wasting your time. You, need, you better get out and not you know, put yourself out there before it's too late. It's like, oh, podcasting or, or content creation is a very competitive scene. Like there's going to be so many reasons for you to quit. It's like, look, I have already been through those types of things. Maybe not in the same industry, but in different ways, I have already proven to myself, hey, persistence and patience is the key to victory. And that, (laughs) I hope that doesn't sound kind of like cringy where it's like, oh, wow, how inspiring, like this kid. But I, I've already, I I kind of have this mentality that I look at people that I view as being successful. And I'm not going to say that I completely created the mentality that I have on my own. I think that I was influenced by a lot of people in my life, like my dad, my friends, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, um, all those types of people that are very good communicators and express their uh, kind of mentalities. Oh, David Goggins is a great one, great example. Jocko Willink, like people like them, you kind of look at them and you listen. If you listen, you'll start to pick up that there's a lot of shared ideals throughout it, like persistence, not caring what other people say against you, and having that utmost confidence where it's like, I'm going to be successful and nobody could tell me otherwise because I am like, at the very least, I make something that I love or I do something that I love. And that is my version of success. Just pushing forward and not caring that other people don't believe in you. Because in reality, in in my reality, the only person that I want to believe in me is myself. And as long as I'm proud of myself for doing the things that I'm doing, there's really nobody standing in my way. I think that if I'm going to fail, it's not going to be and I don't think I'm going to fail, but but I think that if there were somebody that were is going to, you know, cause me to fail, it would be of my own doing. And I don't want to rely on other people to be my motivation or to, you know, give me the tools that I need. Like I I will do it all on my own because that is what I think is important. 
Um, of course, if I do, you know, become successful in an in industry, I'm not going to, they say it's lonely at the top, right? But in my opinion, I don't think that it has to be, right? I think if you go about it completely selfishly, and and, and while, while, okay, this this might sound, you know, a little irrational, but I'll explain it. So it's like, if you go about it in a, if you go about success in a completely, you know, selfish way, where you're building hatred for everyone around you for not believing in you, then you are going to feel lonely once you achieve that whatever goal, right? Let's say that your goal is making a million dollars. People are saying that you're not going to make a million dollars. You make it. And then you have resentment for everybody that said that you wouldn't. The way that I look at it is like, yeah, people don't, like a lot of people don't believe in me, but you know, they just don't know what I am or what I'm capable of and who the person that they are talking to is. There are some people where it's like, I've, I've had, you know, conversations with friends and, you know, strangers where they're like, oh, I met this person. I met this famous person. Like, let's use, uh, it's like, let's say I met, I met Kanye West and this, this sounds very, very pompous, but I, I go, yeah, but you've also met me. And they go, what do you mean? Like met you? Like how is what what's so important about that? And it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a person too. And it's like, the, that sounds so woke. I, I did not mean for it to come out like that. But it's like, you know, I, I hope you know that I am going to be at the level of one of those people that you are, you are talking about. And a lot of people, they can't see that because they just think it's delusion. I think that there's a, like, a lot of people think that there's a fine line between delusion and confidence. And I just think it's tragic because imagine how many Einsteins there could have been or how many, you know, Elon Musk's or Bezos's or anything like that, innovators, genuine innovators that didn't have the confidence to go out and put themselves out there and really, you know, start being who they could have been, like achieving their uh, potential in life. It's it's a sad thought to think. And while you can say it's like, well, you know, the reason why Bezos and, and Musk and all of them are successful is because of their ability to do that. And I totally agree. And, but, but it's just, you know, weird to think. I, I, I'm a big fan of football. I think about, it's like, you know, wait, what if like Ryan Leaf or Jamarcus Russell didn't, they, they weren't a bust or think about how many people got injured in college football that could have been NFL greats. And it's like, when you, when you think about that in other terms, it's like, well, how many scientists were there that could have, you know, progressed uh, modern medicine or modern technology far beyond what we have today? Just, and they didn't just due to sheer lack of confidence and, you know, being, you know, listening too much to the, to the naysayers telling them that they couldn't achieve that thing. And I, when I had that realization, I was just like, man, I am not going to be one of those people. I'm going to put myself out there. I don't, I don't care what people have to say. I've never really been kind of like the same as a lot of other people. And that might sound like very, maybe, maybe pretentious, but in reality, like I was a very curious kid. I went out and I would always try to experience something new. And I, and, and, I loved doing that. If there's one thing that I look at myself and I say, like, what's what's something that I just genuinely love doing is just building new experiences. I love telling stories about like the experiences that I've had because there's always a purpose. A lot of people, they do all these different things and they think, oh, well, I just wasted so much time, like, you know, doing something that I didn't like and now I'm running away. It's like, well, should I just persist? Should I persisted through it? And it's like those people that get into maybe STEM fields, medical careers, and then they like realize halfway through the residency, it's like, hey, this isn't something I want to do. And then they like they but they do it anyways, because it's like, well, I've already put so much time into it, might as well keep doing it. The way that I look at it is like, you, well, one of my professors, his name is Eric Vonheim, great guy. 
he talks about, he's like, you know, you only have 24 hours a day, regardless of how successful or how much money you have. And it's how you use those 24 hours that really determine, like, how different you are. And when it comes to, you know, wasting your time, let's say, let's say you really don't like something, but you, you've already put so much time into it. It's like, oh, I, I don't want to back out now. It's like, well, what do you, what would you rather have spent your time on, right? And it's like, you would have never known what you could have been great at if you didn't go out and experience that thing for yourself. If you do, didn't go out and test the waters, look, I've tried so many different things. I, I wanted to be a vet clinic. Uh, I wanted to be a veterinarian. You know, I entered at a vet clinic. I wanted to be an, uh, a sheriff. I wanted to do all these other things. But, you know, you, I try it and I'm like, you know, I just, I, you know, I get why people would like this, but I just feel like I, I, it's not my groove. This isn't where I would fit in. You know, I just feel like with my, I, I feel like genuinely, and I hope that this doesn't sound too cocky. But it's like, I feel like I have a lot of potential. Um, and a lot of the time, I have uh, ADHD, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which could, would probably make sense if you're listening to this, because you're like, how can he talk so long? Uh, and like I said, I do love talking. And that's one of the things like, I got to I gotta, I gotta work on because I talk a lot. But it's like, because of it, I, I don't look at it so much as a hindrance. It's more so like, a, like interesting to me it's like well you know something that i'll be like very invested in one day like might not be the same thing as the next day but it's the things that stick with with my attentiveness where it's like i know that i would really like this thing or i know that i would be very good at this because it's like if it's been able to maintain my attention for this long like i i become obsessed with it it's it's this thing that i talk about like I think, and this might be a hot take, right? But I think that gamers, like video gamers that, you know, play all day, play video games for like eight hours a day, like every single day for like a lot of their lives. A lot of them, a lot of people look at gamers as like losers, right? They're like, oh, pff. like they're, they're just a waste of space. They're wasting all their time. But here's something I like a perspective that I'd like to add, right? So when it comes to gaming, I mean, you're playing eight hours. A lot of the time you're not having fun for that entire eight hours, Right. You're working on something. I mean, in let's say that we're playing a game like Call of Duty, right? Right now, it's like camos, which are like, you know, skins that you can put on your gun to make them look different, like different colors, different, um, basically trophies for your hard work. And people play games for eight hours, right? They, they will wake up and they will play until like the wee hours of the morning and just work on that thing for like long periods of time they won't eat they'll get very hungry i mean that's one of the reasons like why do gamers eat like uh greasy food it's like because they need calories because they you know they've been they've been uh hyper focused on this game for so long that they need some you know intake into their body and it's like they become so invested in that game that they do that it's their only thing it's the only thing that they care about right but like what i like to think about it's like okay you know a lot of people don't look at that as being productive but it's like imagine if they got that kind of not obs I guess you could say addictive um, mentality or or their obsessive behavior, and they put it towards something, you know, for their future. Like, let's say that they really liked writing, and, I mean, this is the case for me. I, I used to play a lot of video games, and now I don't as much. I, I don't have anything against gamers, but I, it's because I moved that value system from I want to spend eight hours of playing video games a day to I want to spend eight hours a day writing. And it's like, then you, like, what's your trophy then? What, what's the trophy with writing as opposed to games? Because, like, games, a lot of instant gratification. You can start, you know, maybe you have a good game, bad game, and then it feels good, feels bad, stuff like that. Well, with writing, it's like, you know, maybe I'll come up with something really unique or really something really creative. And I'm like, wow, this is, like, the equivalent of me winning a game. Or it's like, maybe I 
you know, don't have as much motivation to do writing that day. And I'm like, wow, this is like me losing a game. But it's like, I'm not going to force myself to like something more just because I know I have to get it done. Um, I think that especially when it comes to creativity, a lot of it stems from like, well, do I really want to like, how can I make this fun? How can I make me want to work on this? Like it, I, work doesn't have to be a chore a lot of the time. And I think that a lot of people think that, you know, work is miserable and you just kind of have to accept the suffering of life brought onto you. But if you like that kind of challenge for you, then it's not really that hard to understand that it can't really bring you down, right? Uh, and and I kind of look towards, you know, the teachings. You, you know, you ever heard the uh, the story of Sisyphus in uh, Greek mythology? It's basically, basically a guy, you know, deceives um, the gods and is condemned to hell. Um, and a task that he has to do is he has to roll a boulder up a hill for his entire like existence. He's basically immortal. He has to, he has to always roll a boulder up a hill. And then once it gets to the top of the hill, it rolls back down. He has to start all over again. Right? So in the story of Sisyphus, basically what ends up happening is he is very, he's very like broken down. And this is the way that I interpret it. At least I, I might be butchering a lot of the story, but he hates it at first. He's like, I you know, I don't deserve this, whatever, like, this is terrible. I, oh, actually, no, he brought it upon himself. So he's like, I know I did this to myself. I should not have done that. And he was consumed by regret, right? And he like looked at it at the rolling of the boulder up the hill as something that, you know, is just horrible and just complete suffering, nothing he ever wanted to take interest in. But like, as he started to accept his morality and like that this was his life, he started to take pride in it. And he started to go, you know what? I'm going to be really good at pushing this boulder up the hill. It might be the only thing that I'm going to be good at for all of eternity, but I'm going to love it because I, you know, it's, it's what I've got to do. And I think that, you know, you got to find your own boulder. Well, what's your boulder? It's maybe it's going to work. Maybe it's waking up on time. Maybe it's going to the gym, forcing yourself to go out and get, you know, your, your obligations done for the day. But it's like, if you look at it in the long term, and this is kind of disconnected from the story of Sisyphus, but that was more of like a, you know, an example. It's like, look at it in the long term. Well, suffering, it's always going to lead to something good. There, I look at things as balance, right? There's always going to be good in the bad and bad in the good. It's like the yin yang, right? So yeah, working out or working on something that is hard to keep your attention on is going to be hard. Like, especially if you lose interest in it, it's like, oh my God, like now I got to go and, you know, I got to go to work or, oh, I got to go to the gym. Like this sucks. But it's like, if you have the, I like the ability to take a step back and it's like, okay, well, it sucks right now, but what am I going to gain in the future? Cause I, I think there's always, you're not going to do something unless you really gain from it in some kind of way. Right. Or somebody gains from it. Um, and your ability to take a step back and look at it, it's like, well, you know, this sucks, but w- w- what are the benefits? Well, let's say you get paid. It's like, well, now I can go out on a Friday and have a good time or I can, you know, I'll be more uh, financially stable and that's going to be, that's going to bring me a lot of comfortability. I'm going to feel really good. Like right now it sucks, but like, you know, if you're able to be patient and push through those per- hard times with persistence and a, the unwavering confidence to keep pushing forward, like how are you going to, you're unstoppable at that point right? Stop listening to the noise that other people are like yelling at you. It's like, oh, you can't, you know, this sucks. You can't do that. It's like a, it's like a insecurity in other people. They, they don't like watching other people become more successful than them because they think that, you know, they're the best. And if they weren't the best, then like that would make them feel terrible about their situation, make them more insecure. Right. But like, I just, I just wish that the world accepted risk takers and 
you know, the people that put themselves out there a lot more, you know, understanding. Because it's like, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there and, you know, pursue what you love. I mean, there are a lot of people, I know people that, you know, one of the things that they want to do is like, they just want to travel throughout their entire life. They just want to travel. And yeah, it, it, to some people, they might hear that. It's like, oh, well, that's pretty financially irresponsible. But I mean, it's what they want to do. Like, I mean, if they want to do that, that's, I think that that's completely fine. As long as they've thought about it, they've rationalized. It's like, what do you want your golden life to be? It's like, I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And well, what makes you happy? I love traveling. Okay, well, you know, if you want to travel your whole life, then who, who is to say that you are wrong for doing the things that you want to do and the things that you love? What kind of world do we live in where you are not, like, you are shunned for wanting to do the things that you want to do, right? And I think that a lot of people think that people that go about the things that they want to do are irresponsible and that they haven't considered all of the things. It's like, oh, well, you know, you want to be a writer. You want to be an entertainer. Well, have you considered the hard times? Have you considered like all the com competition? Like I said earlier, it's like, yeah, of course I have. But the reason why I'm doing it is because I know I'm different. I know that I can stand out amongst the rest. I know that people, if they heard my, you know, what my views and everything are, then they would relate to it and they'd love to hear more. And I, you know, I have big plans for myself. And like I said, I'm very ambitious, but I think that it's not unreasonable for me to believe these things because I kind of started realizing, I'm like, hey, I might be a little different than the way that, you know, all these other people are. And I, I listen to the people that are successful and I watch the, uh, you know, the videos of them talking and I can, I feel like I feel the same way when I'm watching it. And I'll, I'll like listen to stories about how people started out. Like one of the most inspiring stories to me is like the story of Kanye West. And it's like when people would talk about it's like when when Kanye West walked into a room when he was young, like you could just tell that that kid was going to be successful. And I think that one of my personal philosophies is like if you're going to be successful, I think that the people that know you and the people that were around you during the start would if they were interviewed. Right. And and let's say that you were one of the people that were in my life at the very beginning, like right now. I mean, technically you are because, you know, you're listening to this podcast, my first one, by the way. Um, but somebody were to go up to you, like a reporter, and goes, hey, what did you think that Nick would be? Do you think that he would have been, like, knowing Nick when he was young, do you think that he would be successful? And I think that all the people that know me are going to go, yep, I knew, I knew. I knew from the moment that he started putting himself out there, from the moment that he was working his ass off, I was, like, he was spending hours and hours and hours just perfecting his, like, style, his brand, perfecting who he is, looking into, you know, the deeper meaning behind things, like, trying all these new things. It's like, I knew that that kid was going to be something special. And that's the kind of way that I want to hold myself. It's like, I don't like cockiness. I don't think that that is, you know, admirable. I like the gentlemanly kind of nature and being understanding of other people and like talking to people and un like getting to know them. I, I think that people that shun others for, you know, going after what they want or, not understanding the way things the way they do. I think that that is a very regressive mentality. I think that the people that can empathize with others, maybe the people that are down and, and, and they've gone through the same experiences that they have. I think that those types of people are the ones that can really lead the world into lifting like us out of some kind of, you know, this echo chamber of hate. I, I think that there's too much hate in this world right now. There's just so many people that are, you know, quick to judge and, you know, too many people care about what others think about them as social media like grows, right? We're starting to see an influx of people where it's like, they're only posting things where they look great or they, they feel great. 
And it's because they want to have this highlight reel to make their life look great. And they don't want to be in denial of like all the struggles that they're going through. Because as long as people, this is like one of the mentalities that a lot of like those people have. It's like, and once again, I live in Southern California, so I'm surrounded by people like this. It might be different for, you know, all across the country or the globe, but it's like these people care about what others think of them so much that they are afraid to show their true side. And it's, it's really tragic because I, I just think that that is such like a great, that's a great way to be disappointed with where you end up in life. And I think that I don't want to be laying on my deathbed wondering what I could have become if I had put myself out there. And I, you know, that, that is something that I, I try to help people understand. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm a 21 year old kid. What, what do you know about life that, you know, an older person doesn't know? Well, you're right. I have not experienced a lot of the things that the older people have. I've never had a mortgage. I've never had a family, but one of the things that I believe is like, if, if you can listen, I talk to my parents, I talk to elderly people, I try to learn their experiences. I ask them, what would you have done differently if you were my age? Right. And I think that part of what sets me apart is like, I can learn from the mistakes of others without having to actually have committed those mistakes. And I think that that's a skill where if you have that, you're going to be successful. And I know that I'm going to be successful as, as pretentious as that may sound with whatever I do, because there's not going to be something that stops me. There's not going to be a single person that can tell me you're not going to be successful because at this point, if somebody tried to tell me that and say, you're not going to do it, I don't care how successful that person is, right? If like Kanye West can come out and say, you're not going to be anything, you are going to be nothing. You know what that that would do to me? As I, it might affect me a little bit, I'd be like, "Damn!" Like you know, I would have thought that he would have been supportive. But what that would do to me is go, "You know what? I'm going to prove you wrong." I can't wait. I, I hope you remember saying those things because when I come out on top and you are wondering what happened, I gave you that opportunity to believe in me, and I I told you from the moment that I met you that I am not the same as everybody else around me, and I think that you know, embracing your differences is something that is so crucial to the progression of your mindset and the progression of your career, everything. What, what sets you apart? Do you want to be just like everybody else? Because if you want to be just like anybody else, then you could just you know decide that there's no more room for improvement. But I think that with myself, there's always room for improvement. I am never, ever going to be perfect. Nobody, nobody will, right? I'm always going to have disagreements with people about you know mundane things, like little tiny issues. I might get pissed every once in a while. I might be impatient sometimes. But that's all part of the human experience, right? If, if you think that there are perfect people out there just because of what you see on social media, then you are in for a world of hurt when you find out that those people have things that they've got to deal with as well. And don't you think it's interesting? I, I know some content creators that are big with millions of followers and stuff, right? And one of the things that they, you know, I've been told is that like it's hard to live a normal life once you get to that point because people don't understand that with fame comes a lot of responsibility. With a voice online comes a lot of responsibility. And it can be very stressful. and dramatic there's there, there can be a lot of drama stress you know uh prioritizing that has to go on maybe you have to you know um put a few relationships on the back burner which sucks but it's like this is kind of what they signed up for and i i understand it's like you know how can how can somebody famous be depressed like they have so much money what you gotta understand is like when you get to a level of fame where you know people know you like a household name like 
and you and you sacrifice those relationships that were present during the times where you weren't famous like that's something that's really hard to get back and it's depressing to have a realization where it's like you know life isn't going to be like how it used to be where it was you know people that you know didn't want didn't want to be around me for my money or my or my fame or my my voice or anything like that be, because it's it's just different life becomes different you have to adapt and and one of the interesting things that i have with the conversations with the big influencers that i know is like they enjoy talking to me because like i'm not looking at them as somebody that it's like ooh i can't wait to you know be around them because they're famous i'm looking at someone where it's like i want to understand you i want to get i want to i want to pick your brain why do you think the way you do what do you like what are you what's troubling you can i help you with something like something like that right and and I just don't know if there's like that kind of shared mentality amongst people right now where a lot of people are just, like I said, a lot of people are quick to judge. And it's like, you know, you, you see somebody mess up on social media or you see somebody uh, make a bad decision in their life and you're immediately just like, oh, how stupid, how stupid of them. They should have been able to see. It's like you've made mistakes too, all right? The, the only difference is this person's mistakes are out online and for everybody to see. And they're a lot more impactful, of course. And and they might get like canceled for something that they do or they might, you know, go into a deep depression. Maybe they won't post for a while. And, you know, it's it's sad. It's sad to know or it's sad to observe the way that social media has impacted the lives of the people that are pioneers in the social media. Maybe not pioneers, but like influencers, right? Because once you go online and once you become one of those influencers online, that's like the, how are you gonna have, you can't live a private life since then. It's like you're your brand is literally your life. So you have to show people a lot of stuff that you do. And if people find out that you're being ingenuine with something that you're saying or doing, then they're going to tear you apart online and you're gonna be looked at as like, as though you betrayed. Like I said earlier with the liberal and conservative political mindset, it's like cannibalistic nature online. And I think that one of the problems is once you, a lot of people establish themselves online, like as this idealistic figure, but a lot of people don't know how they actually are in real life. And one of the things that I want to set myself apart is like, from the very beginning, I want people to know exactly who I am so that when I meet you, you are not disappointed when you find out that I was not just spewing BS online. Like I was not just talking out of my ass. Like I, I would treat you with respect. I can't wait till the first day that it, like I meet somebody that you know, recognizes me or, or like a fan, I guess, of, of the podcast or my stream or something like that. Because like, I just, I just have this vision of just, I just want the people that listen to my stuff or, or follow my accounts to, to feel at home. Like, I want to give you a place to just listen. You know, it doesn't have to be super uh, political and stressful or whatever. Like you could just tune in, listen to some young guy talk is whatever about whatever he wants really. And once again, you could, you could, you know, text or leave something for me to, uh, to talk about on podcasts. But it's like, I want, I want to give people a home. I, I would feel very, like I said, remember how I said, um, I would not want to listen or create something that I wouldn't myself want to watch. And so it's like, if I were watching a podcast or I was listening to one, I'd want to feel like I were valued. And it's like, I, I value everybody that listens to this right now. Like, 
And, and if I met you in person, I have this vision, right, of me, like, not like on a stage, but like in some kind of room where there's a bunch of people waiting to listen to what I have to say. And I don't want to be the guy standing on the stage and like parading around like I know everything because that's that's stupid. I don't know everything. I'm, I'm 21 years old, right? I want to be on the same level as everybody. I want to be walking through the aisles. I want to be looking at people in the eyes and I want to see the types of people that I've affected. Because I, I you know, I've, I love superheroes and I've always been a big fan of Batman. And you'll understand why in later podcasts. I just love his like planning nature and always, you know, figuring out the best way to do things. I think that's such a cool thing. It's like his, he's like one of the best superheroes because like he's realistic. I mean, as of course, it's like not completely realistic because a lot of the stuff he does, whatever. Uh, I'm going off track, but it's like I want to be a hero to someone, right? And that could be that could be you, that could be someone else, that could be myself. I I don't I don't know. And people have already said that I was like they're you know I I help them on Twitch or I help them on Reddit. I used to reach out to people and ask if they needed help with anything, and it's like that's enough for me. Like I, I, while I do want to help people and be here, it's like, it's not so much like, I don't want to be recognized as being like a heroic person. I just want to know while I'm laying on that deathbed that I helped as many people as I possibly could, because that's where I get my, you know, I get my satisfaction from. And if you guys do like MBTI personality types, uh, my, my personality type is ENFJ. And if you look into that, it'll kind of make sense. Like if you read like what the MBTI type, like what that uh, insinuates. But as uh, as time goes on, you're going to start to see different sides of me um, that are like some opinions are controversial, some some hot takes, some are stupid, a lot of fun stuff here and there. But like, one thing that I want you to keep in your mind is that I do not want to ever switch up and let any of this stuff get to my head. And I know like what people are probably thinking right now, it's like, oh, well, you're saying this now, but like, you know, it always happens. It always happens. You're going to see. And it's like, my perspective will probably change on quite a different subjects, which I will address. But it's like, I think that, you know, my brand right now is just being who I am. And I don't think I have not changed like, well, I have changed a lot <laughs> throughout my life, but it's like, this is something that is my defining trait. It's like, I have always really done like what I want to do. Um, and, and I don't want to fit in. I want to stand out. Like I, I don't want to be the guy that does what everybody else is doing and, you know, looks up the tutorials. like, how do I get famous? How do I do this? How do I, how do I do that? Because the truth of the matter is like, like I said, if I fail, it's, it's, it's because of me, but I think that creativity stems from your ability of not knowing how to do something. You don't know how to do something from the very beginning, but you create your own your own brand. You create your own model of doing things. You create your own way of flowing throughout this journey that that sets you apart. And if you're watching tutorials, if you're if you're like it's different learning about the industry, right? And then trying to actually do like a copy and paste template of how other people do their podcasts or how other people make their content. And I don't want to be like that because like that would just make me one of the many people that, you know, had that mentality and then had minimal, you know, impact. And I want to have a big impact on the way that things are gone about these days. I, I, I want to, you know, help people as much as I can. So I hope that you guys are excited for the, the rest of this podcast series. I, I hope to be, um, I will be posting semi-frequently. This is the very first podcast, though. So I welcome you to my journey, and I hope you have a great day. Goodbye.